Good morning, and welcome to morning prayers. Today's service will begin with a responsive reading from the Black Appleton Psalter book, Psalm Selection number 139, found on page 70. Please stand as we read responsively by whole verse. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from far away. You have searched out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, O Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so high that I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I take the wings of the morning and settle at the farthest limits of the sea, even there the hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, and the light around me become night. Even the darkness is not dark to you.
I'd like to focus our reflections this morning on two texts. The first, a portion from 1 Corinthians 13. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then we shall see face to face. Now I know only in part, but then I will know fully, even as I have been fully known. And then a verse from, two verses from Psalm 139. O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so high, I cannot attain it. Both the psalm and this short portion from 1 Corinthians speak out of a deeply intimate relationship between humans and God. But at the core of each of these readings is a longing for a fully realized, completely awakened relationship with the one who knows us fully. Throughout sacred texts, the relationship with God is often one of distance from the created order. An all-powerful, all-knowing God holds the world in God's hands and humans wait for the next move. This God is a far-off God. God's transcendence overtakes God's imminence. But in both of these texts, God's relationship with humans is as intimate as the gestation of a child in the womb. The longing for intimacy, for closeness, for engagement is planted in the fabric of our being. But if this is so, why do we flee or violate or hold at a distance such an impulse? Why do we often push away loving relationships? Why do we cheapen our sexual intimacy with casual one-nighters? Why, when we long for intimate exploration of a body of knowledge, do we approach it as a data point or a set of absolutes that we can control and dismiss, hold, or manipulate? In the message of the psalmist and Paul's letter to the Corinthians, intimacy begins in a different place. The search for the self begins with being known by God, intimately, fully. It then extends to knowing others through the power of love. And this intimacy arises out of vulnerability and from arresting our control and being found. This past summer, my godmother, Barbara Van Ark Wilson, died. A beautiful feminist, strong, unrelenting presence in my life, Barbara embodied intimacy, both with her self-assured comfort with her body, with her passion for feminist theology, her absolute unrelenting love for her life partner, and for her sights on my life and how I would shape up. She was tough on me at times, when the questions of faith or justice were in the conversation, she would not let me go with half-baked assumptions, as she put it. Barbara had been profoundly grasped by a community of feminist theologians who, anchored, who were anchored by the power of the collective. And there was passion for what she needed to impart. And there was also a recognition that I might be the one who could take what she knew as a budding young theological mind, bring it to blossom, and take those fruits to others. 
I receive the gift of wisdom and closeness that is hard to fully describe. She loved me. She loved feminist theology, and the two were intimately tied. There are those people in our lives who stir our soul. There are those ideas that show up in a way that jar loose the, held, the tightly held absolutes. And there are those nights when the fear that all you believed is a bunch of hogwash when it holds you hostage. And there are also those sunny afternoons or star-spangled nights when the reach of your soul toward the universe awakens something in you that helps you know just how finite you really are. Sitting in her simple living room in Washington State, having Barbara ask questions that have no answers, she pierced the dim mirror with such love, such faith in me that it's a gift beyond telling. Perhaps the power of transformational education at Harvard is akin to intimacy that believes in you, that gazes at your soul, that allows you to get lost in the wonder of it all, to be found by the beauty of a thought, the profound insight of a friend, the wondering of a professor about the horror and the splendor of the world. But I also think the power of transformational education at Harvard is being found, being sought, and having a deep, kindred intimacy with the body of knowledge that we engage and allowing this knowledge to read us as much as we read it. I think the power of transformational education at Harvard treads in the territory of deep abundance and care for the lives we touch with our bodies, with our minds, with our reaching spirits bringing the whole self into this task and opening the way for a face-to-face -face knowledge that lives into love and is startled by being fully known to our very core by God. Such knowledge grasps not only the individual, but brings us into a radical, heart-awakened, face-forward community that we know ourselves fully as we are known by others. Quaker writer Parker Palmer in his book, To Know As We Are Known says, when we know something well, he says, that which we know does not feel like a separate object to be manipulated and mastered. Instead, we feel inwardly related to it, knowing it means that we have somehow entered its life and it has entered ours. He concludes, it is impossible to find truth without being in love. Let such love guide us this year intimately and fully. Amen. Will you please join me in saying the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Please stand as you are able to sing the closing hymn, The Great Creator of the Worlds, found on the back page of your bulletin. bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. And may the Lord grant you peace. Go in peace. And the gathered people said, Amen. Amen.